0: Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the
1: Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster
2: Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks.
3: Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And
4: I'm Lauren, your humble DM. And welcome to Distinguished Adventurers. Last time on Distinguished Adventurers... The Heralds of Greenest have been climbing through the tower of Wendrigod the Necromancer. When he was alive, the Corrupted Wizard had tried to convince Elder Dragons to help him steal the power of Draconic beings from other universes. When they refused to help, Wendrigod killed them and imprisoned their souls on levels of his tower, storing their hordes in a vault at the top. Our heroes have freed all three of the dragons, releasing their souls to escape the tower. And now they stand on the fourth floor with the final floor above them, but some options on what they want to do. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Distinguished Adventures. After an amazing run with some absolutely lovely guests, who I will say on air in front of my players, all three of them afterwards said that they had a lovely time playing with all of you and how ridiculously fun it was to play. I thought you were just
3: (laughs) going to say how ridiculous you all are,
4: which would still be a compliment. I mean, but Ridiculous Fun in the best way possible. But we are back now with just, just the crew. And tonight I am drinking pomegranate juice because it looks like the blood of my enemies. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Travencore, what are you drinking?
1: Good people of Faerun. Travincore's choice this evening required the creative use of a comma on a beer can. For you see, it is Duclaw Brewing Company of Baltimore, Maryland's Chocolate Peanut Butter Porter. So it's delicious. I had one of these earlier. But I had a comma there, so if anyone asks, it's Sweet Baby. Sweet Baby. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And taking the Lord's name has been avoided. Let's take a live sip, shall we?
4: Commas for the win.
1: (laughs) I love chocolate. I love peanut butter. I love thick beers. I love beers that have a high alcohol volume. It it hits so many delicious notes. And it is indeed happiness in the can. And and the Lord meant for me to have it, so I'm going to keep drinking it.
4: There you go. And if all it takes is the addition of a comma, then there you go. Done. Speaking of of (laughs) deities and making sure that they are happy, Bernie, what are you drinking?
3: (laughs) I water, but at some point there will be, actually speaking of chocolate and peanut butter, a peanut butter cookie that uh, makes its way on upstairs once they're cool. And we actually divided the batter in half, and we decided we would experiment adding some chocolate chips. So hopefully there will be one peanut butter cookie that's plain and one peanut butter cookie that has chocolate chips and a little bit of milk arriving. Honestly, to be determined. <laughs> whenever whenever Steven deems them cool. I just look, I love my husband deeply, but this is a man who's willing to wait for cookies to cool.
4: I mean, I can respect that. I
3: Especially when they're hot. I sometimes he's like, we have to wait ten minutes. He'll set like a timer. And I'm just staring at him and I'm like It'll cool on its way to the couch on the plate. Like, come on. <laughs> like, I, he is the emo- like, this man is so able to just have control over his own wants and desires. It's impressive. In a way that I cannot. Like, he doesn't eat cookie dough when he's making cookies because we need to have enough for the cookies.
4: Well, that is a shame.
3: Which, actually, now I'm concerned I married a serial killer. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I think in this case, you, you are just enjoying some Antissa cookie patient. <laughs> what are you drinking?
2: So, Mrs. Carlton and I just moved to a new neighborhood, so a new grocery store, and I found this Joyba bubble tea when we were doing a little stock up, and it's raspberry uh, dragon fruit black tea, and it's a Ooh. little grocery store bubble tea that was prepackaged, and it's
4: it's so cute
2: the bubbles and bubble tea uh, are a little bit off texture than you would get at an actual like bubble tea place but it's edible but the texture's just a little bit off which you kind of expect with a mass-produced product
4: yeah once you gotta add any kind of preservatives in there it's not gonna taste the same but i everything else about that sounded really good
2: it it tastes good it's just like when I pop it, it's just like it's just slightly different than I'm used to when I get bubble tea.
4: Well, maybe you'll get used to it, and then this will become your favorite kind no. of bubble tea. <laughs> well, and with that declaration, Jonathan, what are you drinking?
0: Hey, it's Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Muscular, and tonight I'm back on my truly bullshit. It's the <laughs> normal uh, uh, lemonade. It's, it's a seltzer. There are some places you go to uh, when you start following college football Twitter. And one of those places is a writer who is uh, a Georgia grad who wrote an article for The Atlantic talking about why seltzer sales were down. And her determination was that seltzer just isn't very good.
3: I love seltzer.
0: I don't disagree. It's fine. It's like her thesis was basically that after drinking seltzer during the pandemic and a lot of people drank a lot of seltzer, so companies started making a lot more seltzer that seltzer is not selling well so i think maybe there's going to be a contraction of the seltzer market so all these other weird seltzers that that have been around might not uh might not be around much longer but we'll probably still have white claw hopefully we'll still have truly Tapa Chico is actually top notch are you saying we're
1: in a seltzer bubble
0: and it, it, no, it's popping. I, 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 <laughs> poppin'. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I, I, I hate you. I hate
1: you. I hate you. I just want to say, I
3: really like seltzer a lot. I don't. Luke need, really likes seltzer. I don't. I don't even need flavors.
4: Luke is a fan of seltzer, and also, I just have to say, listeners at home, the absolute glee on Jack's face as he waited. Very patiently for Jonathan, Jonathan to be done so he could say that joke is... The slow Jessica. raising of the hand. Yeah. Yes. yes that was the, the finger and then the hand raise. And it's like, well, I, I don't know what's about to happen, but yeah. it's going to be amazing.
1: True story. I have some Spindrift in my house, actually. So cells s- s- are adjacent, sparkling water. It's <laughs> actually pretty good. It's something I can open up and grill with if I don't want to go to another 200, 300 calorie beer.
3: That's fair. I like. That's fair. I like both. I like all... I also just want to say that there's, it seems to be with puns, there's always the dot, dot, dot. That was Jack's dot, dot, dot. When I used when Steven and I were long distance, I would know he was making a pun because it would be the repeating dot, 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 dot. We'd have a normal flow of conversation, then dot, 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 dot. And it's like, here it comes.
0: Oh, no. He's thinking.
3: And I'm like, that's, here it comes. Here it comes. All right. And go. And in real life, there is like this, like, weighted pause. Yep. Let's so yes. that's
1: something I had to learn when uh, – so my wife is actually the first romantic partner I've ever lived with. So um, so I had to learn people do not, like, in fact, like it when you talk literally all the time and don't stop. So I've learned to take pauses.
4: I've had to learn something similar, which is I realized I'd been living alone for so long. I'd been used to if somebody else was in the room with me, in proximity with me that we were always going to be in a space and where I was acknowledging that they were there. So either interacting with them in some way. When I started living with Luke, it was the first time I was living with somebody in where we, we should and could and can be in the same space and not necessarily interacting. And that's okay. And it took me a very long time to be okay with that. I felt like I was doing something wrong if I entered the room and he was there and I didn't at least say hi and how you doing. And it didn't matter if I was gone for five seconds, five minutes, five hours. I'd enter the room and be like, I have not seen you and now we are in the same space and thus I must interact with you. And you know who else I want to interact with? All of you Hmm. in Wendergod's Tower. Do you like that? Do you like that? That was good. That was a good one. I liked that. Yeah. So like I said, in the recap, you've been through multiple layers of this tower. You have released dragons. You've gotten an idea of, What was going on here before you came? There is one more floor, ostensibly the floor that has the vault with all of the hordes from at least the three dragons that you have freed. There's other rooms. There's other things you can do. So my question unto all of you is, what would you like to do?
0: Jonathan the Muscular would love to take a short rest. To get back uh, a couple of spell slots.
3: Shit, Bernie would take a long rest, honestly. <laughs> mm. we I don't have that many spell slots left, like, at all.
2: Really? Well, in that case, if you guys are feeling a little ragged, do we want to just find a room here to crash in for a little bit? I mean, it is our place.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: we know there's no beds or comfy bits in this room that we were in, right? This was the well, library?
4: You're currently actually in the master bedchamber. Oh. Windregod's bed bedchamber says one bed.
2: I I was
0: listening back to a couple of episodes and Bernie in fact was denying healing to Carlton for some of the stuff that was going on. So I w- I don't think you've cast any spells. I've
3: used other spells. I thought I'd cast some spells, didn't I cast
2: some maybe spells. Maybe not on Carlton, but maybe on other people.
4: Maybe on other people. Your divine intervention is gone and you you've all used some of your resources and it's been a couple of hours. I'm going to I'm going to say it's not late in the day. It's like, I mean, fortunately you've got Jonathan here because there are no windows outside. It's like mid-afternoon, 3 p.m.-ish. At the moment, just to be clear, you're on you're on the fourth floor of the tower. The last thing you all did was find that soul anchor for uh, the last dragon, and you are currently in what you have to assume is Wondergod's master bedroom. The bed itself is probably the only thing in this room that is untouched and undamaged. Everything else is destroyed. That's That sounds like us. So you are currently in the primary bedroom of who well, you can only assume was Winter God's bedchambers. The bed is the only thing that is not destroyed. All of the paintings that were on the wall are in various states of destruction, burnt, chopped up, eaten. The dragon chest set is not damaged, but it's currently in its open state. A couple of the chairs are turned over, there's the door that leads to the south that you don't know about, and there is the rest of this floor and other floors. So it's it's kind of up to you, like I said, what you'd like to do.
3: Well, I guess if I have more spell slots than I thought I did, I can just do a really, really big heal on everyone.
4: Yeah, that would
0: probably work, because Jonathan the muscular isn't damaged and a short rest would get him back a fourth level spell slot and a sixth level spell slot
4: and you could spend some hit dice instead of bernie having to spend a spell god i forgot hit dice existed let's do that shit yep it's been a while since y'all have short rested because this has not been that kind of game so i offer unto you if you'd like to take glad, a short rest... Glad we
0: didn't have a warlock in the party. They went, warlocks...
4: You've got a druid, but otherwise, yeah, warlocks yeah. need their short rest. I got rest. a and fuck Mike. ton of hit
3: dice. Let's do this.
2: Should have 20. <laughs> yeah. And I can yep. cook us up something while we're short resting.
1: abilities reset.
4: So while you all roll your hit dice, I trust you all to take care of that. But Carlton, I need to know, where are you cooking and what are you cooking?
2: Well... There's a kitchen on the first floor, so while we're just... It doesn't take me an hour to go downstairs to the kitchen.
4: No, that's that's fine. I just wanted to know. So you're going to go uh, back down to the first floor, and you're going to use the kitchen where all I've of the... I've kicked off two
0: True seeings and I think I tried a fourth-level counterspell. Uh, I have a couple of shields down, so... Yeah, I, Jonathan the Muscular definitely has, has used some stuff, but that was more utility, because I've never been... Uh, all this combat that has only taken one round. I haven't gotten it. I think Jules... Uh, Bernie did use a spiritual weapon, but I don't remember, I don't remember
3: what level it was.
4: Let's call it fourth level. I usually. Moving back to Carlton. So you've gone downstairs and you're using. So I'm just going to raid
2: the pantry real quick to see what, uh, what I'm
4: working with. There is nothing except, and you'll remember this. Yeah. There's nothing in that pantry except for like some really old spices and that weird hard attack that the one cabinet makes. The unseen servants here are literally working with hardtack and spices and and a prayer. Good thing okay. Bernie has created a cheese board.
2: I'm going to grab the chicken pot from the bag of holding. We do.
4: Okay. We have
3: the chicken pot and we can use the thing to make us some peanut butter.
1: <gasps> we could have like a chicken and satay.
3: we can have pad thai. Or, or pad thai, or pad pad thai. Pad yeah. <laughs> Get out of my head. <laughs> oh my God, this is amazing.
1: I had some really good three cup chicken over the weekend. I wouldn't mind that.
2: Uh, You're not fully in my head yet. All the talk
0: of of Gen Con, it reminded me of the last time I went to Gen Con uh, in 2019. And the big thing in indie that year was peanut butter and jelly burgers. And I tried. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, it was fine. Like it wasn't Mm. gross, but I was really hoping the peanut butter would be like transformative. But no, you can't just take plain old peanut butter and you got to actually make like peanut sauce.
4: Yeah. And then I think it salsa. would have been real good. High-end
1: peanut butter actually. Um there's a place called Lucky's Last Chance in Maniunk, and I went there a few years back and that peanut butter jelly hamburger was really really good. Yeah, so, I mean it was I mean, there wasn't anything was offensive about it. It was just it was just mid. It was fine. Yeah. Uh,
4: if,
0: if I if 2019 me would have known what mid meant, that's exactly how I would have described that burger.
3: I would just say like why not a peanut sauce and then instead of like a like jelly like PB and J jelly, use like a jalapeno garlic
4: jelly.
1: Yeah, spicy jelly would work perfectly. Yeah. Mm.
4: Yeah. Well, for the moment, I know that your alchemy jug only makes crunchy peanut butter, so That's fine. it's probably no. good that that Carlton and that Carlton is amazing, and this is a magical world. So Carlton, describe for me the meal that you're making for everybody during this short rest. So
2: I'm gonna get it, grab the chicken pot, and uh, do I need the roll to make sure I get a chicken? Cause this is their chance. I don't get. A I chicken. think
4: there's a chance you don't get a chicken. What does the chicken pot say? I haven't looked at the chicken pot. I Haven't pot looked at that in
2: forever. I
0: forgot forever. that a chicken pot even existed. <laughs> I
4: can't. Yeah, I did too. This oh, is great.
0: Where does I don't
3: Is it don't a word. live chicken? It is. It, it, oh it, dear. Yeah. Yeah. If I remember like, correctly. you get it, it's important in children. It's important to know and be comfortable with where your food comes from.
2: It, it's not a good or bad. There's no morality to it. I think like one of the things is like I could get an egg. It's like. Mostly chicken, possibly an egg, or possibly a rooster, if I recall correctly.
3: Ooh, I don't fuck
4: around with a rooster, man. Here we go, chicken pot. Uncommon. This small iron cauldron remains empty until you speak the command word and reach your hand into it. Roll a d20. On a 2 to 19, you withdraw a single live chicken. On a 1, you pull out an angry rooster, who immediately attacks you. On a 20, you pull out a chicken egg. The pot can't be used again until the next dawn.
2: I rolled a 5, so I get a live chicken.
4: To black, live chicken.
2: We are going to fade to black as I slaughter it. Yes. I will then uh, grab the alchemy jug and I will whisper peanut butter,
4: and it immediately fills with crunchy peanut butter. <laughs> I
2: look around and I see that there is no really future. here, so I grab the pocket house nut and I try to activate it. I don't know if it will work because I'm in Wendergod's tower.
0: It's I don't. A pocket dimension. Think it though. will
2: because I'm not leaving the tower. I'm just in a pocket dimension within the tower.
0: You're still leaving the plane that the tower is in.
2: Listen, I need to go get zucchini so I can make zoodles.
4: Here's, here's what I'll say. I'll make life easy for you. You cannot activate the nut inside the tower, but you are on the first oh, floor. Oh, yeah, I can just go
2: outside. You can walk it. outside, there we go.
4: activate the nut, grab some zucchini. The Modrons are like, ah, 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 and wave rah, rah, at rah, rah. you. And yeah,
2: yeah, you can uh, do that. Yeah, so I grab zucchini. I grab some other the fresh veggies that I have. And then I kind of create uh, zoodles, a little bit of a stir fry. I reduce the peanut butter down so it comes to like a little sauce. And then the crunchy bits are like little peanut sprinkles that you'd have on top. And I make four plates of some type of Carateur-inspired uh, chicken noodle dish. I love it. Okay, um, so... And so anybody who partakes in this meal, at the end of your short rest, you can get an extra 1d8 if you're spending hit die. I like cuisine.
4: Yeah. So I, I also want you to give me a roll. The extra hit die and all that happens no matter what. Remind me again, what have we been using for your your cooking?
2: Uh I think we've been doing my proficiency bonus uh, with performance and or sleight of hand.
4: Yeah. Depending I think on
2: how you want me to what dish I was trying to make.
4: You know what? In this case, I will let you choose. Do you want right. performance or sleight of hand?
2: Well, I think because I'm making zoodles from scratch and I don't have a spiralizer, I'm gonna go sleight of hand and make sure my knife skills are up to task to like get them really noodly. Okay. All right, I love so it. Uh, so that's a 17 total.
4: It's missing a few spices that a lot of you would want, but it's really good. It's not only solid, like if you had no idea that this was made out of a, two magic items and a zucchini from a pocket dimension, You'd be like, yeah, this is pretty good. But with that knowledge, it's also like, wow, this is really good. And it fills the whole first floor with a very pleasant, light smell of the, the noodles and the, the peanut butter and the chicken and the whole thing. And yeah, you spend an hour sitting at the fine dining room table on the first floor of the tower, enjoying an, a nice, uh, dinner. I guess. Yeah. Sure I mean, post post Those post of you with uh, high lunch. passive
2: perception might catch a chicken feather popping out of my sheath.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the invisible servants, the unseen servants, are very quick to clean everything up. So it's it's the best of all worlds. You get a home-cooked meal and you don't have to clean afterwards. And yeah, you can all take a, lo- a short rest.
2: And you get an extra D8.
0: Jonathan the muscular is like, this is incredible. You even... The the Even the spiciness level is perfect. Great job, Carlton. Wow.
2: Again, remember, I was gone for a year practicing my skills. You're taking this to- For you, it was to... four hours. Yeah. Or four seconds, whatever it was. So
0: Amphail is getting this then?
2: Yes. Wow. At the- uh... Make sure
0: I stop in Amphail often.
2: What the hell was I going to call it? The Herald's house. Yes, the Herald's house.
4: All right. And then you're all sitting around a table enjoying the fruits of Carlton's labors.
0: I would say that this meal has also calmed down Jonathan the Muscular because not long before this he was in the grip of a of a moon dragon in <laughs> its in its draconic embrace, as it were. It was it was harrowing. It was a it was a it was an experience.
4: Oh, she was mostly harmless.
0: She was still a dragon. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. Absolutely. Ooh, cookies have arrived. Mm hmm mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That is both Jules in uh, real life and Bernie in character enjoying food.
3: Yes, Bernie is
4: very happy with the zoodles chicken
3: satay and Julia is very happy with America's Test Kitchen recipe for... I
1: ATK, nice.
3: Mm, mm, they're very good. Honestly, if like you want to know why you're doing what you're doing... That is honestly, they're the way to go. And they really, if you want to purchase a thing for it, this is like, God, I wish they're paying me to say this. But if you want to purchase anything for your kitchen, go find out what America's Test Kitchen has said about it. Because these are people who will be like, this is the testing standard for nonstick pans and it needs to be able to fry, do, you know, 50 fries of an egg and not lose its stick. So we fried 50 eggs back to back in this nonstick pan. And then this pan is supposed to be able to go in the dishwasher. So we put it in a dishwasher 50 times. And they will tell you exactly how it they will be like, we don't think this does what it says it does. And here's why. And cheers, America's test kitchen. This I'm going Amer- to what
1: cast iron they use.
3: Yeah, yes. there's these two women who do videos on their YouTube that like will just go through and just straight up tell you like, here you go, this is the the our number one pick, and a lot of times their number two pick is usually the more budget friendly pick. That so makes sense.
4: Highly recommend. Oh dang! I have to imagine. So Carlton has made this meal, and now the short rest that you're taking around this table is literally just talking about recipes, talking about cookware. Every once in a while, one of the invisible unseen servants comes walking on in to take care of something, and you're you're asking questions, and of course they don't answer, but I just, I love this whole. Is there leftover
3: peanut butter? Because I believe we get, like, a gallon.
2: Oh, yeah, there's plenty left.
4: So Bernie goes,
3: what are they making the hardtack out of? Hard dog usually is flour.
4: Well, technically magic, but yes, it would be flour-based.
3: I feel like Bernie finds a way to make an Ursatz peanut butter cookie. <laughs> With the leftover peanut butter.
4: Give me a... You don't have cooking utensils, do you? I mean, you have access to the kitchen, but you're not proficient in cooking utensils? No. Okay, This is Give just me...
3: stuff that Bernie... Bernie... This is, this is Bernie and Cleo snuck into the kitchen late at night and made peanut butter cookies because they require no, um, no appliances. except very, for Very,
4: very, very, very little. Uh, go ahead and give me a performance check. Mm. Just a, a straight performance check. Oh, the dice animation is on.
3: So in 14 years, we'll find out what my performance <laughs> check was. Oh, man. It's slow motion. And it's going boom.
1: Boom. Boom. There we oh,
3: go. that's about right. That's an 11. Bernie okay. often Bernie made there is whatever fantasy version of pre-made cookie. Mm-hmm.
4: Like
3: Bernie is not Carlton. Bernie assumes the hard tack is the whatever hard tack like stuff they've got is her fantasy version of Betty Crocker where all you have to do is add an egg and some beat.
4: Yeah, yeah. It they're they're pretty dry, but they're not bad. The the magical stuff that made the hardtack and the magical stuff that made the peanut butter are all pretty high quality. And so you, you manage to make peanut butter cookies? Question mark?
3: Bernie knows they're not great. And so she spends the entire time staring around the table at all of her friends going, how do you like them? They're Jonathan good. The magic
0: muscular is like chewing because it, it's a little, it, it's, it's still creamy. So he's like, it's getting stuck to the top, bottom and sides of his mouth. And he's like, hey, I good. Good attempt, Bernie. I give him what uh, we had. Ah, ah,
1: I might be allergic to peanut butter. I don't think I've ever had peanuts since I've come here.
3: Well, you just had you just peanut ate ate butter,
1: butter with this. dinner.
4: So I live, I'm.
1: That was, those are peanuts. Yes. I guess we're going to find out then. Oh, boy. In oh, my God.
4: fantasy world, you are not allergic to peanut butter because that would be horrible.
1: All right, his excuse gone. Travancore grabs a hardtack cookie and uh, looks for some milk to dip it in. No milk? No milk? No milk. Not for another 24 hours. All right. (sighs) Travancore sighs. Eats a cookie.
0: I could wish for some milk. Imagine that, blowing a ninth double spell for a glass of milk.
1: (laughs) I would love that. Travancore says with his mouth full. Do it, you won't. Do it, you won't. Do (laughs) it! That's definitely, uh, that's a texture.
3: Bernie makes everybody tea. So that they have something to dip it in,
2: Bernie. It was very good for the circumstances
4: that you found yourself in. The tea is much better than the cookie.
3: She makes them a cream Earl Grey tea, so that it has a little bit of. Oh my God! Our local coffee shop has an Earl Grey, a cold brew called Heavenly Cream. It's one of the best things I've ever had. So mm. we're
1: just. You know, if Travis Kurt had more time to prepare, he'd probably have like a compartment in one of his like watches. You know how here in the University before we had like the hot sauce in his watch. What if Travancore had like grounded like cardamom and like and like seeds and things like you could just squirt into to tea whenever he wants. or just like I'm 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 walking a triple slope here. I feel like you know this is actually a good idea to, on demand just to keep like a whole bunch of spices on my person just in case I need to flavor something up. I actually I would do. Jonathan the actual player
0: has a uh, little squirt bottle of I think it's like liquid stevia and I keep mm. it in my car just in case I like get coffee from somewhere and it's not to my sweetness liking. I can just do a little squirt while I'm in the car.
3: People keep hot sauce in their purse. That's not a far out.
4: As Travencore is bemoaning the fact that he does not have access to spices on demand. Uh, go ahead and roll me an Arcana check, Jonathan.
1: 13.
4: No, doesn't, don't know of anything offhand that would help.
1: Sorry, man. That's still pretty good tea.
4: It's a Very good tea. Really man, good Man, uh, so here's the weird thing. is
3: like, I knew the cookies were bad. Tea is Bernie's thing. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for the,
4: it's so good tea,
3: can't, <laughs> if I can't doctor it and make it better because Bernie's shit at making tea, the thing she's known for. Listen,
4: listen, you're not shit at making tea. Did I make you roll for the tea? No, you didn't. Travencourt just go. decided that Bernie doesn't meet his
3: standards in any way, shape, or you form. You just fed
1: me gross hardtack. <laughs> I feel like I'm being very nice right now.
4: Yeah, the hardtack was gross. The tea is not.
1: Yeah, well, your tea gets shade for it for the hardtack.
4: All right. What what are y'all doing? Or is this it? This is it. This is the end of the Herald of Greenest here. We're <laughs> we're having this argument over tea and cookies and Winter God's Tower is Once I'm
2: feeling a little bit more refreshed now that I've had a hearty meal, a dessert that was good given the justifications, and a fine cup of tea, uh, I'm going to check out room number four.
0: On this floor?
2: On this yeah. floor, because we haven't been in that one.
3: Okay. I'm glad someone remembers what rooms we have and have not been in. Um, all right. Oh, I forgot that
2: this was a master bedroom. I just kind of blurred it with the other rooms that we've been in.
3: <laughs> I forgot we were in a bedroom. <laughs>
2: yeah. I remembered this one specifically because Jonathan and I were literally, like, catty corner of where we are now, and we had to, like, get across.
0: We had to book it, and I yeah. couldn't, since I hadn't seen the bedroom itself, I couldn't teleport us in there, and you were already, Carlton's already super fast, so I, he he didn't need to teleport.
4: The Distinguished Adventurers are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons and Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from our favorite D&D streams, books, and more. Every week there's something new happening in the game, and it's available on almost any platform. Need some loot to gear up your champions? We're happy to offer a free Electrum chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on September 25th at 8 p.m. Pacific. So open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. F-I-A-T-S-E-T-A-R-O-M-P. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now enough of the loot drops, back to the show. Okay, I've brought you back to floor one because the the numbers aren't on here are slightly different. And so to, to re-describe everything, you've actually been in most of the rooms in this floor. When you entered the tower, the room on the left has the quote-unquote TV, TV. Room. Uh, the rooms on the right are the dining room and the kitchen, and the room on the far right-hand side is the junk room. It is the other room you have not. You been
2: mean in. the room with these cards? Please, no. Card? no, no, no.
4: Bernie oh, says, okay.
2: "I pull it out. This like, oh, that's this room." And then everybody just go like puts Carlton's hand yeah. down.
3: Bernie <laughs> says, "I would like to pick a card," and she makes you fan them out, and then she takes her whole hand and swipes them all to, <laughs> like, to fan back. She like gathers them, and she says. I pick none of these, and she puts them away.
2: <laughs> but we didn't go into five. We immediately went upstairs, which is the
3: that's top correct. Left. We've come back down the stairs to that entire orientation from the entrance is flip-flopped. So A little bit, yeah. If, fa- if the stairs are due north, then room yes. five is going to be northwest. Yep, uh, correct. Northwest corner of the tower. There is this blacked-out block on our map.
4: Yes. Because when you entered, the, the tower itself is basically a circle inside of a square. And you've been in enough of the tower to kind of realize that. You think the center is probably a structural thing. There's no entrance way. And as you've been going up, There's, it just continues to be there. Let me
3: tell you, my brain made a decision early
4: on that that was
3: the stair, a spiral staircase we were traveling up through. And then I noticed your staircase drawing on the far side and went, oh, okay, that's not my- This is why I don't do maps that often. imagination late Julia's been in a slightly different imagined land than all of her friends this time, but I don't know that it harmed anything since that's structural and not a room that I completely missed.
4: Nope. Nope, you're all good. So on this floor, there is only the one room you have not been in yet. Would you like to go in?
0: Yes. Uh, Yeah, let's, uh, Jonathan the Magmuscular is going to come up to it and, uh, and check it for traps.
4: All right, give me an investigation check.
0: Because some of us have literally been burned by this. Fair point. Uh, Twenty-two.
4: Uh, You take a look at the door like all the other doors in this room or in this tower. It's the black stone with a stained glass picture in the middle. You don't see any traps. You don't sense any traps. And when you kind of touch the door handle, it does move. So it is not locked. The stained glass window on this room shows a bottle across a blue... What might be like artistic waves, mm. so a lot of uh, varying shades of blue, and uh, what's very clearly a bottle.
3: Bernie says, "Jonathan, stick your ear to the door. Tell me if it sounds like the ocean."
0: So it's not trapped, right?
3: It is not trapped.
0: Okay, Jonathan the Muscular says,
3: "I'll heal you if it is," and then she winks at. Him.
0: Insight check. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so <laughs> Jonathan the Muscular no, but... puts his puts his head onto the door and tries to listen to waves.
4: I'm not even going to make you roll because, and Jonathan would probably know this. I think everybody would probably have figured this out by now. While the doors are closed, unless the window is broken or the door is opened, there doesn't seem to be any way to hear through any of these, these walls. So you try, but you hear nothing. Yeah.
0: He's got his head on the door and he's going to open it with his head uh, on the door so that he can immediately see in and uh, yeah, goes
4: in. All right. You take a look, and this looks like another bedroom. A smaller one, probably a guest room. There is another bed a little bit smaller than the the big one you saw upstairs. It is heaped with pillows. There is a four-foot-tall armoire and an empty sea chest at the end of the bed. There's a whole bunch of rugs on the floor, and they all have kind of a a wave-like motif. So at the foot of the bed is this... The big trunk, there's the armoire on the one side, and then there is a vanity on the other, a nice big mirror, couple of drawers you can put things in. There there seems to be a couple of knickknacks on the top, you know, like little things to put stuff in, nothing especially interesting. But there is a bottle with a ship in it on top of the armoire.
0: Okay. Uh, not the
4: armoire, I'm sorry. On top of the, the dresser, sorry.
0: Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to stick his head out the door and say, Uh, give me about... Well, actually... Huh. Because he can keep this up for longer, and he's not down as many slots for that one. Uh, Jonathan the Muscular is going to kick off a detect magic.
4: Okay. So you enter the room? Mm-hmm. Okay. As you enter the room, one thing. Pings is magical the bottle with the ship in it. As you enter the room, you see on the wall that you've entered, now that you can see in, there is a large framed portrait of who you can only figure is wendergod gazing down at a boat that seems to be a very nice boat. And he's holding what looks like Jonathan, it looks like maybe someone was told about a spell that could create water or shape water Mm -hmm. and is doing their artistic best to show what that would look like. But you're, you're pretty sure this person has never actually seen this spell. Right. And there are epic storms surrounding him. But there is only the one picture.
0: And none of it's magical.
4: The picture itself, no. The only thing in this room that is magical is the bottle. The bottle. The whole bottle and everything in it.
0: Oh, God. Jonathan the Magimuscular has a terrible thought. Jonathan the Muscular is going to get real close to the bottle, not touching it. Okay. How detailed does that boat look?
1: Oh, no.
4: So as you get closer, you do realize that the you see an aura of transmutation magic okay. around the ship.
2: Oh, no. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Superman's cousins are in there.
4: <laughs>
0: I know. I know. I get it.
4: <laughs> yeah, it is a, an incredibly detailed ship. Okay. So, it's a long ship. The model of is a long ship. It looks to be about 54 inches by 15 inches. Okay. It is a very cliche cork on the end yep. glass bottle holding it. Yeah. It's resting okay. on a, a wooden.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey,
4: listen, do I to know details? <laughs>
0: yep. Yep. Uh, I do. um, you
4: don't see, I will say, you do not see people. You okay. You only see boat.
0: All right. So I don't see Lilliputian running around the deck like waving, trying to get my attention.
4: Give me, give me a perception check. Okay, just to be sure. Are we in there with him? Yeah, I, I feel we like would like to
3: be.
2: Yeah, we would like to come yeah. in at this point.
3: Bernie's like looking at Carl, and she's like, "What's he doing in there?"
2: He's looking. He's playing with his boat.
3: I didn't need to know that.
2: That's no. A 16. He's got a little boat in a bottle. He's playing with.
3: Okay, that's actually more concerning.
0: Actually, I Jonathan the has specifically not touched it for. Reasons that he suspects. But from
2: Carlton's perspective, he just sees you up close, like looking at it, and doesn't really see that your hands haven't connected yet.
3: Jonathan, don't play with weird magical things. No, no. In Winter God's Tower, none of that's gone well for us.
2: I think
0: this is a real boat.
3: And you got a 16 year old Yeah. Uh, What else would it be?
4: All boats are real. Oh! oh! Yeah. (laughs) And you want to do what? I do, like, I do like that Bernie was starting that sentence with, but all boats are real boats. Like, <laughs> you're not wrong. That's a made
0: up word. All words are made up.
4: <laughs> I mean, even if it's a tiny, tiny little boat, it's still it's a still boat. Real. Uh,
0: Jonathan the muscular, is thinking that we remove it uh, from uh-huh. here
4: and uh-huh. then maybe
0: put it in the water.
2: Jonathan, does the boat have a name on it?
4: Oh, that's a very good follow up. Yeah.
0: Does the boat have a name on it?
4: So with that 16, the ship does not have a name and you do not see any people or movement on the deck of the ship. There okay. It seems to just be a cliche ship in a bottle.
3: Is there... Now, here, here's my follow-up question. There's two parts to this follow-up question. Is there water in this bottle? No. And she's still standing in the doorway and she, she can't see, so she's still screaming in there. Uh, it's... No it's water. clear enough. Okay, yeah. she goes, okay, that's good. Follow-up question number two is the boat. So it's, you know, and she like holds up hands and she's like, this big? And then what does that translate to? And she's like waving her hands. How big? She's like sitting arms out. how big? And she goes up and she grabs
4: Carlton's arms and spreads them. And she goes, how big? big he's like, a guy's Bigger,
0: bigger,
1: bigger.
4: Jonathan, it is a glass bottle that is five feet long and one and a half feet wide. Right. So you can extrapolate from there. What What's up, Travancore?
1: Travancore's traveled around a little bit on boats. He wants to see if he can recognize anything in the design of the ship or the flags on it that would indicate like what type of ship it is and what place it represents.
4: All right. Give me an investigation check.
1: Detective Travancore does the thing. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, great. Yeah, it's fantastic. This is because I insulted Bernie's tea. Um, I got a four.
3: Yes, Bay is angry at you. Clearly. With a four,
4: here's what you see. No, she's not. God's not real. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell it is a long ship. I mean, that's fairly obvious, even uh, especially for people who've been on boats. And it is very obvious also that there are no distinguishing colors on this boat. There's no flag being flown The sails are a plain white cloth. If you didn't have the suspicions that you did, and if Jonathan wasn't sure that this was a magical object, you would think this was just an incredibly nicely detailed generic longship.
0: Hmm. Here's Jonathan the Magimuscular's proposal. It doesn't look like anything is alive on it. So let's put it into the bag of holding.
3: Well, nothing in here has been alive. so Right. Also true.
0: So, why don't we put it into the bag of holding, and then when we get next to a shore, we'll take it out,
1: open the cork, and see if we get a full-size boat. Can we do that near Captain Langley's ship, just because I want to see the expression on her face?
3: I think we just probably will need her help.
1: I, I think that, yes, that, Travancore
0: that's a good idea for the reasons that Bernie just said. Uh, because... We may need assistance.
3: Antagonizing people to make them feel bad about themselves for no reason is a little weird. Uh, so, uh, other question: There's like the, the the painting. So last time we came into a room and touched a thing, the painting got mad. What if we just destroy the painting before we touch the boat? And even if the painting's not magical, Winter God sucks. What if we just destroy the painting? For practical reason, protection, and emotional reason, hate.
0: Sounds good. Jonathan the muscular points two fingers at it and casts Firebolt at it.
1: Oh, I like your style. I was going to test something out with Shadow, but that's okay.
4: All right. Jonathan, you cast Firebolt at the painting. I'm not even going to have you roll because it's a giant painting and it is not magical. And, and it's it does not oil. have a dexterity saving throw.
0: <laughs> oh, it's, it's a spell attack. So it's well, yeah. Firebolt.
4: And also,
3: also, is it an oil painting? Oh, yeah. It is, but it's such old oil
4: at this point. It, so it's it cracked does, and dry and even more flammable. Yeah, you know, in this case, not quite so much, but it does, it does light and much of it burns away. And the edges, you kind of get like three-fourths of it. The bottom left corner is still left mostly un, unsinged while the rest of... All the canvas is gone, all the paint is gone from the rest of it, and the framed edge is singed, but still there.
0: Okay. Probably good enough. This actually reminds Jonathan the Magimuscular.
4: Satisfying.
3: That was satisfying.
0: Yes. Here's a couple of things. Carlton, you and I will help get this get this in there. Meanwhile, Travancore and uh, Bernie uh, go ahead and disperse these. And Jonathan the Muscular gives them. Three scrolls of Plane Shift because he had gotten the four earlier. He's like, I already have one in my pack, but and I know Bernie can use one of these. I don't remember if Travencore can. I think you can, but uh, it might not work, but you can certainly try. And then the last one probably either should go go to Carlton since he's the toughest of us and would most likely be the last left alive. Uh, if we ever needed it, or it can go into the uh, the bag of holding, which whichever you guys want. But Jonathan, the medramuscular already has uh, a scroll for him. But I figured you, we'd spread these out among the party.
2: Addendum to that last left alive from unnatural causes, because I'm pretty sure those two are going to outlive me by a long
0: time. Exactly. More like a combat situation. Yes. Yes.
2: From unnatural causes.
0: Appreciate the clarification, bud.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't work on that. And that's how Bernie becomes a lich.
2: <laughs> or how Bernie turns Carlton into a lich. I
4: like the idea Why not of both? Bernie's,
3: of, like, Bernie successfully becoming a lich with, like, but the success is just not being corrupted by it. And she. So a bale. So I will tell you, you know, that's a- called a bale norn. She becomes a nice little bale norn. In, in the alternative In our alternative universe. There is a, a tavern called the Obnoxious Skull, and it is run by two liches, Carlton and, Mur- <laughs> and Bernie, <laughs> who uh, decided they would simply live forever. <laughs> and people are like, it's weird, but only for the first couple of times you visit. And, and it's then called every- the Obnoxious
2: Skull because for 10 minutes every night, we have our stand-up Murray.
3: Yeah, we have Murray with us. and But we told Murray that since we're liches now, we named it after us. But not after him.
2: But for 10 minutes a day, he gets to roast all of our patrons. <laughs> and he would yeah. be
1: like, oh, there's two of you, though. You got two skulls. That's obnoxious right there. I get it.
3: <laughs> That's my Murray, everybody. And every it's now and Murray. then, you find, like, a finger bone in the soup. And one of us comes running out of the kitchen. And Bernie's like, sorry. And she grabs it and goes and, like, chokes it back on Carla. This is the, maybe this is really what happened to us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the health keep <laughs> I disappearing.
0: Time tell. So uh, th- that actually reminded me, uh so for Critical Role Campaign three, one of the players is a semi undead, like it- it's basically a background sort of and oh, that's uh, one of the Van so,
2: Richten Guides ones, I think.
0: Yeah, the hollow, hollowed one is yeah. what
2: it is mechanically.
0: But uh one of the cleric was looking for spell components. He's like, Okay, I need this, I need some grave dirt, and she's like, Oh, I I I can do that. I and she shakes out her hair and some some dirt comes out. <laughs> That's that. That, that was great. Okay, so Jonathan the Metamuscular, please write those down on your sheets because I only wrote down one. So,
3: okay, look at me scroll, going to my scroll inventory. Scroll of plane shift. Yep. Managed inventory. Is
1: plane shift.
4: One word or two? Plane shift is two words. Got plane it. Plane shift. There, there is actually scrolls that you can find, but if you just want to write it in your inventory for the moment, we can take care of the magic item to look up in D and D Beyond later. It's okay. Just write down in your inventory that you have a scroll of plane shift. How do okay. you manually do that?
2: There's a custom option.
4: You don't even have to do a custom item. If you scroll to the bottom, there's a uh, basically a section at the bottom where you can just it's add stuff. Other oh, okay, possessions. Cool. Other possessions, yeah. You can just write anything you want. Oh, there mm. you go. I use that all the time. Or Kira's... Like, the vast majority of Kira's life is in the other possessions part of her character sheet. And it big. I love it. it. it big.
1: Scroll of pedigree, black bull teleport to the pocket house, seal of the kingdom of Econom. I forgot that I had that. And scroll of plane shift. Two there words. There you go. Not one. Actually four words.
4: Scroll of plane. Technically, yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I just realized that in that section, I had still had my plane of water tuning fork, but now I have an astral sea tuning fork. Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: We have a wine. This wine is mine. Apples, right? We had those apple things that we kept I... pulling out of boxes in the... Oh, wooden, you really have the two, yes.
4: You and Travancore each have a large wooden painted apple. One
3: painted apple.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah.
4: I
3: don't, I don't know what I can't remember. I kept screaming, but it was... You said it was apple time. Apple time. I don't
4: but know yeah. Apple
0: time. So for pl- the scroll, Jonathan can use it. Just use it because he's got the spell uh, learned bernie can use it because it's on her spell list yeah it is also a druid spell but it is of a level that travencore can't cast yet so wait, can say you have to roll for tw- it right oh
3: no but he's not a level 20 druid that's right I was like hold on a minute and then right like, like
4: wait.
0: He, he can't cast <laughs> seventh level druid spells yet
4: but he can roll to try to cast it on the scroll exactly i believe I believe at this moment, Carlton is the only one who cannot cast it from the scroll.
0: But he can, if he's still up, he can hand it to someone and, exactly. and have them cast it. Look, this is the only situation where having Seekin in combat would be helpful, because if the rest of us are down and Carlton and Seekin are the only ones up, Carlton can hand the the, the scroll of shift to Seekin, he'll... It may take him a few rounds to look at it and figure out that it's not a straw or a napkin. Well, no,
2: Carlton can also just book it with Seekin and then sell all of your copies as well. Yeah,
3: I just sort of had the thought that Carlton would be explaining the scroll of Plane Shift to Seekin. And then Seekin would be... All this is how this works. Yeah, this this would be the blind leading the blind.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. Hold on. And that's how Seekin and I ended up on Mechanus. Can I make a
0: request? What would it sound like for Seekin, because it's uh, course stepped away, what would it sound like if Seekin was handed in a combat situation, a scroll of plane shift, and it is absolutely necessary that he cast it within a couple of rounds for everyone to make it out? What? How does Seekin handle
3: it?
4: The explicit it? instructions that he would need. Well, first off, Carlton, what do you say when you hand Seekin the scroll? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> we're doing this is a hypothetical. Yeah. No, hypothetical 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 <laughs> But you just enjoy this Just In the hypothetical this. situation Where Seekin is the only one Who can uh, help Seek- save you Seekin. all
2: Seekin They are down yeah. I am dying I'm still yeah. good I'm still feeling fine But I am I can hold them off For just long enough For you to cast this <clears throat> And Jonathan said You were the only other one Other than him and Bernie In this group Possibly Travancore If he was concentrating That could do it So Ah
4: <clears throat> And he takes it
3: and he goes away
4: and he casts it without a problem because if you remember the first time he went to the feywild yeah that's how he cast but it was on a leaf it was on a leaf but it's the same spell so he (laughs) looks at it for a moment and goes oh oh yeah okay
3: and then he disappears Bat- oh, Batman. Batman. Me. That
4: exactly what i was
3: thinking is that carlton has not been given explicit instructions to give Seacon explicit instructions that he is supposed yeah. to bring all of us with him
1: yep
4: and so he goes yeah i can do this i mean
1: this is a, basically a pin a note to carlton situation to pin to Seacon.
4: i don't think Seacon would go by himself i could see Seacon in that situation grabbing carlton and going
2: but leaving the bodies behind.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Being like, well, we, we can come back, right? We can just come well, back. I'm but also no, Seekin... guessing that
2: Seekin would intentionally, not intentionally, but in, like instinctually just go to the Feywild with it. We oh, would not
3: sure. end up. Yeah. We would need, this is like, all of us are sitting here as Jonathan. This is the episode, like the, the, what if ep- the, the trapped in a, whatever trapped in a room episode. <laughs> Where aren't all of us technically trapped in a room while doing this? Yeah. But, uh,
2: Do we want to you know, go upstairs uh, while having this conversation?
3: Yeah, we're trapped in our, we're trapped in the stairs. We've
0: well, loaded the we've loaded the bottle into the bag of holding. This
1: is literally a bottle episode.
3: This is a bottle episode. <laughs> the now. last
2: couple episodes
4: have been bottle episodes. I'm back, baby. <laughs> That's the name of this episode.
3: And Jonathan's, like, explaining, like, you could probably cast this. And Jonathan is, like, going through, explaining to all of us, and like, yeah, 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 scroll a healing, and, or scroll plane shift, and she's like, okay, okay. And then we have, like, watching Jonathan hand this to Carlton. And Bernie's like huh and then you hear like (laughs) and and then you watch as carlton tells seek and she goes and it like zooms in on our bodies that are not lifeless just unconscious (laughs) and and you watch as her friend death is standing standing over the bodies just rolling dice which is what i picture for death saving throws um and and bernie goes oh let me annotate that. And she just gets out a little piece of paper and writes out <laughs> to which plane that we need to go to and to make sure all of us are going and and just like, kind of attaches it with some string and just rolls it up. And she goes, "Here you go, Carlton.
4: Bernie writes out step one, grab everyone's hand. Step two, go to this plane. Step three. Do you have everyone, question mark? Step four, are you sure? Step five, cast spell. Step five, well, step, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, step six. six."
2: Question mark, step seven,
4: profit. Profit. Of course. (laughs) All right, you are having this discussion as you are headed up the stairs. Where are you going?
2: Top, top floor, baby. There are three
0: dragon hordes.
4: Do we have rooms that we haven't looked in? Are we going
2: straight to top floor or are we hitting every room
4: on the way up?
3: Do we have rooms that would be worth looking in on the way up?
4: I'll say two things. You don't know what's in the rooms that you haven't looked in. There are a lot of rooms you have not looked in. So it's kind of up to you if that's what you want to do or if you want to go to the top. It's it's your tower.
2: We could also hit the rooms on the way down. Since we're feeling pretty refreshed, let's go get the horde.
4: Well, we remember to do that? Yeah,
2: let's...
0: Uh, Jonathan the muscular votes for horde. Horde mode.
2: The only reason we were down here is because I had to use the kitchen. So, yeah, let's, that was the original plan was to hit the rooms on the way down. So right. let's, let's hoof it all the way up the top floor. Yeah. So as we have our discussion oh, yeah, about but- how Seekin's going to magically save the day.
3: Wait, you know, he can try. He can <laughs> definitely try. <laughs> Maybe we'll all find right. Seekin something nice in the horde.
4: We you have a, a lovely discussion with each other as you climb the stairs. Slowly, because it is... Uh, four floors that you're going up because you're going to the fifth floor from the first. And, you know, that that's a lot of stair climbing, even for the mo- more athletic of all of you. And when you get to the top of the stairs for the first time, you see something different than the normal large space with rooms on the side. You enter into what is basically a box. It, it's just a room of this black stone. And in front of you, is a massive door. It's round, made of that same black stone that the entire tower is made out of. This does not have a stained glass window in it. It is just a round, what must be a door. There's no handle. There's no place to grab. It's just, you can see the fine seam all the way around and there seems to be it's not a button, but there is a spot right in the middle that looks like it would, would have been either something you could push in or touch.
0: Okay. Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to search for traps.
4: I thought you were just going for it there.
3: Some were good. This is good. <laughs> Bernie hears, I guess, Jonathan say that out loud. She goes, ah, oh, okay.
4: All right. Give me an investigation check unless you're looking for something else. With a 30 there's no traps as far as you can see, but the door is magically sealed.
3: Can we pause and can I ask a spoiler question? At some yeah. point, will we be able to Scrooge McDuck style dive into a pile of gold? Is that coming? Good question. Is that, is that, is that ahead of us? Because I'm going to need to emotionally prepare myself for yeah. that. I,
4: I will give you, th- I'm going to say three things real quick. One. I can make that happen. Yes, two. It's not going to happen today. Three. We're about to stop. So,
3: okay. Wait. I'll have
4: plenty. Look, you, ha- you, you have you have, have some time to prepare. These next two weeks are gonna be sh- hard. Here's what I need <laughs> I you will to have think about. To look forward to. Here's what I need you to think about. The Scrooge McDucking. I will make the pile of gold happen. You have to tell me how you actually swim through it.
3: I'll work on that. I'll work, you work on, on that.
1: that. I'll you guys someone. have heard my theory about how the lucky dime is what allows Scrooge McDuck to swim through the coins, right? Yes. Okay, just making sure.
4: Yep. All right. So, yes, Jonathan, you check out the door. It is not, as far as you can tell, not trapped. It is just magically sealed.
0: Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to turn back to everyone and say, uh, Carlton, you've still got the deed, right? You do. All right. Uh, why don't you
1: present that bad boy to the door?
2: And I unfurl it, and I stick it flat against the door.
1: Travancore is going to ready his bow and arrow, just in case anything comes flying out that door. Okay. Jonathan the Magimuscular's hand light in arcane magic.
4: Okay. Carlton opens up the case that has the deed, unfurls it, presses it up against the center of the door. Nothing happens.
2: Then I try putting it in that little divot spot I was supposed to. Oh, wait, is the divot spot about the same size as the crystalline case that it came in?
4: Uh, unfortunately not. That is a really good question, oh, that's though. A, that's real good. Uh, yeah, yeah, that a, that's a good John yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. I will give you a hint, because your characters already know this. If it wasn't for the fact that I have already said multiple times how you open this door, I would have literally right. changed how you open this door immediately to make it that because that is brilliant. But unfortunately, no. When you take the crystalline case, it's not a divot. It kind of looks like it would be a place that is like a foot and a half round that you think if you put your hand there and pressed would be something that you could press in. But when you press the deed up against it, nothing happens, nothing moves. Okay. if
2: I press in with my hand,
4: nothing nothing happens.
0: happens. Jonathan the Magimuscular is gonna say, Orma the observant hand.
4: As soon as you say that, the entire door and shakes. And that round section in the middle, a third of it lights up like bright blue.
0: Barivore the Bereft.
4: The second third of it lights up. Siree. And the whole thing shakes one last time as this center circle completes all three sections presses inward on its own, and the entire door rolls into itself out of the way of your view of what can only be the rest of this tower. There's no center section cut out. It is literally the rest of this tower covered in Platinum and gold pieces, jewels, art pieces. There are, on the walls, there are shelves and tables that are holding a myriad of objects. You see in one corner, there are five piles of gemstones, all of different kinds and colors, separated by color. It is... Ten kings' ransoms. It is more wealth than any of you have ever seen in your life, and you all hear a chuckle. Of course. And we'll pause it there. And the next time we get together, we'll see what the chuckle is. But uh, thank you for joining us for this bottle episode. Ah! <laughs> Uh, and yeah, yeah, that was that was amazing. So next time we get together, you will be entering the vault of Wendragod with three ancient dragon hordes in it that Travancore has been worried about for a little while. We'll, we'll see what happens. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, then visit us at distinguishedadventurers.com. There you can find links to our podcast and social media, pictures and bios of our cast, info on our Patreon, and much more. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our Patreon patrons, and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you, Forrest from StabbyQuest, Jesse Florence, Nate Zakari. Rebecca, a.k.a. Bunny Monster, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Oddy, Linnea Boyev, Lori, a.k.a. Calamity Jane, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.